Droppe Gaming. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Drop Bear Gaming Podcast. Yay! Everyone's excited. Everyone's very so excited. Good. Yeah. It's been a little while. We've uh, we've kept you guys um, at bay. Your ear holes at bay. We have you we're sure you've been hanging out to hear from oh, us. Oh shit, yeah. There's been a few pretty fucking big games lately. Yeah. That we need to talk about. We do. Yeah. And you know, we just haven't no, we've decided not to, because these are the like the unfortunate part of the Dropper Gaming podcast. If you haven't heard us for too long, is that most of the big game developers actually listen to us, and they actually really rely on our feedback. Yeah, it's so true. So we we really like to give games a good go before we bag the shit out of some of them. Yeah. Um. So with that said, um, I think we should crack on. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Don't, let's not. Dilly Let's not dally. waste any more time. Exactly. We've, we've, what is it? Four weeks since we recorded last. Uh, three weeks. Yeah, four weeks. Three and a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So what we're actually going to do is we're going to do the old sneaky and record two episodes Ooh. and just release them several days apart. So That's it looks right. like we've done extra work for you. Yeah. Because so, there has been a lot of games that we do need to talk about. Yeah. My um, list is um, it's it's starting to back up and that's frustrating and it frustrates everyone. It's starting to back up, which is weird because you can't do that in a horse game. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can't even woo up like, uh, you know, Kevin Bloody Wilson told his horse to do. Yeah, exactly. And um, for those of you thinking, hey, they're talking about horses. Does that mean they're going to start talking about Red Dead? No. No, that's the next episode. So just hold out on that one. Or skip to it in a couple of days. There's another horse related game. Uh, I think it's horses in Assassin's Creed. Yeah, because I saw that video where the horse was flying into the air randomly. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 that was a cool. And one. a horse standing on like on the furthest out branch on a tree, hanging yeah, off the cliff. Yeah, yeah, it's realistic. Like yeah, horses but love views. Before we get to uh, Assassin's Creed, I reckon we should probably talk about WWE 2K19. Sure, that'll be a quick one. Yeah, um, just quickly touch on that one. The the franchise has been going for quite some time, obviously, as the yeah. the two K jump onto but. it. Um, but the unfortunate part is that here in Australia we don't give two fucks about WWE for the most part. Yeah. For the most, I think part, there's some yeah. pretty gung ho fans out there. Yeah, They're still real to me, goddamn it. <laughs> but, um, in Texas, yeah, yeah, in New South Wales. No, I think there's yeah. some around here as yeah. well. But. Maybe. Um, it is a bit of a, a funny one because it's it's not a mainstream thing, definitely not, not a mainstream here, yeah. thing. Um, and they really didn't seem to have the budget in this game that they do for NBA, for instance. And yeah. I understand NBA is like the the trophy holder for for two K. WWE yeah. must be more of the wooden spoon. I don't know. Holder. It's pretty up there. There's a like they've got a pretty big following in America. Yeah, from what I can tell. Well, I, I don't think they've put much effort into this one. Um, yeah. I didn't really enjoy the game too much. Like it's uh, <laughs> too realistic. Not even close. Like the the cutscenes are straight out of 2016. Yeah, there's no like the the popping of uh, you know hairlines and all that kind of shit it, it takes you oh, away yeah. from being able to just watch like, it seriously 
graphical issues. Yeah, it's it's like they um, just have used the same engine that they've used for a very long time. Yeah, um, disappointing. For I mean, I, I haven't particularly played any other WWE games, by the way. So this <laughs> is a, a fresh kind of uh, you know eyes on the game. Yeah, um, but it really did look like compared to what they were trying to put it up against, which is your NBA, um, you know, going off the same company, but games like FIFA and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah other sports games. Yeah, it, UFC would be another good example, I suppose. Yeah, probably. It's it's very lacking. Um, Disappointing. Yeah, the the couple of fights that you do, you know, start with, um, it, it's almost like you can you can get in there and beat the crap out of your opponent and you know do specials and do all this kind of stuff and their health bar goes down really quickly yeah. like really slowly i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. really slow so you got to like continually beat the shit out yeah. of them um but then when they want to hurt you it's like a quarter of a bar every time yeah, yeah, yeah. and you get hurt really really quickly um i'm sure potentially that may change yeah. As you level your character up and all that kind of stuff, you get more stamina. Yeah. But who the fuck wants to? Um, unfortunately, crazy fans. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's about it. Um, oh well. The other thing was the the controls were kind of a bit flimsy, almost like it takes getting used to with any new game. Though, it does. I think. It does. It's like trying um, to play NBA when you've never played be it before. Fucked. You yeah. just like you would don't. They, the controls are not. In NBA in particular, they're not exactly fucking... They're not intuitive. You intuitive, have to learn yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I so. can see that's probably a, a bit of a letdown. Yeah. Um, well, once you but, play another like 50 hours or maybe we'll come back and yeah, yeah. talk about it Let's again. Let's try that. Um, one of the things <laughs> that do, actually... do like your 10,000th suplex or something. We'll, call it that. we'll set that as the milestone. <laughs> That'll be the title of the episode. Yeah, 10,000 10, suplexes. suplexes. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about guacamole, WWE and... That's it. And like eating soup. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Um, suplex. That's where like where there's two bowls of soup joined together, right? And they're like each bit well, a small family. It's when you smack two together on a table. Yeah. 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 So they're like the size of one bowl of soup, <laughs> but cut down the middle to increase the amount because you can sell it as two well, soups. Well, you could. Yeah. 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 Or you could sell it at like a 5% discount for two. Yeah. 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 So that's so, Suplex. Off the plan. Yeah, yeah like it's some kind of suplex. Or it's a movie estate. called Soup on Your Plex Server. <laughs> I don't know. This is getting out of control. Pretty bad. Um, so what's your score? So, well, well one thing that comments. I really wanted to mention on this was that it there is a um, like a career mode as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and is that where you get to like you get to have the building up of your career become like a WWE superstar, and then you get addicted to cocaine. And I think so. Get, yeah, and then you chair people like, in the crowd. Yeah, and you end up pretty sure. like in a gutter, bleeding with a dead prostitute next to you, and then eventually you like you come back. Yeah, through the UFC. No, because you go into the you UFC and kicked, then you come back no to the WWE. Yeah, you get booted from the UFC because of steroids. It's a real problem. Yeah. yeah. So similar, yeah. similar. The one thing that they did do, which was almost identical to most of those other career games, is yeah. that you start off as like a medium level kind of guy and then mm. 
something bad happens exactly and you've got uh, the cocaine and the hookers and the, the you know, gutters and shit and then you get sacked but someone comes in you know 11th hour and says hey you're actually a really good guy we want to give you another go so yeah. jump back in the ring and see what you can do lucky yeah. and it, it just kind of seemed very cliched and yeah, very yeah, yeah. samey <laughs> wait um, WWE is cliched I know weird huh what yeah. and that's not true to life the, at all the weirdest part about it is that I remember watching wrestling years ago yeah. like when it was kind of early 90s it was becoming a thing yeah there was um, a bit of a time in the 90s I think maybe the early 2000s yeah with Foxtel and stuff like that where wrestling was kind of picking up in Australia yeah. but it never really took yeah. off yeah and and it's kind of a bit like that what you know the thinking back now it all seems like it was okay yeah but being on shitty SD like you know big fat TVs yeah yeah, um, yeah. CRTs you know the classics it, the graphics were bad and the acting was bad that's mm. what this game is unfortunately and and that's the noise that I would make if I was going to give it a really good uh, you know Doink. noise um, unfortunately like I said it is entry level for me I've never played another one of these games before so I really don't know how to judge it against another one um based on the enjoyment I had out of it, based on the want to not go back or the want to go back, um, I would have to give it a two out of five. It it was not a game that I really gave a lot of respect to playing and it's a game that I probably won't go back and play too much of. Brutal. So, two drop bears. Cop that, you fucks. Well, there you go. Um, it sounds thanks for it. I mean, they did send us the review copies. So, yeah, 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 it's yeah. great. I think um, here it has as many microtransactions as NBA 2K does. So yes, that's also good. The good thing about it was that they actually sent us the deluxe version, which has oh. a shitload of currency. Yeah, cool. But so I didn't even like a, want to spend any of it. I was um, like, can I just transfer this to NBA? Yeah, <laughs> this is a gateway drug. Yeah, like try this and then also buy more. <laughs> um, speaking yep. of buying things, I just bought something last week. Uh-oh. Which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nintendo Switch. Ah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. A later so, doctor? Yeah, well, it's... Fuck. You know what inspired me was the fact that every review I read for every RPG lately is like, I haven't played an RPG this good since Breath of the Wild, which came out one year ago. There you go. So, yeah. <laughs> it just seems like... Whew, like, wow, I can't believe you've been waiting that long for a good yeah, RPG. Exactly. <laughs> you've been waiting yeah. one year. You had to spend 500 bucks for Unbelievable. it. Unbelievable. How many RPGs have come out in the last mm. fucking year? Anyway, lazy True. lazy reviewing <laughs> aside. Um, no, I just figured there's a lot of cool games coming up for the Switch, like uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, I think it's called, is the new one. Mm. Coming out in December, and there's a couple of Pokemon games coming, and et cetera, et cetera. Is that so just thought, how to get Pikachu on a bus? Yeah, something yeah, like cool. that. Yeah, cool. New Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. So I um I thought fuck it, I'll just bite the bullet and get one. And uh I bought it from Big W with Mario Party, which is a new game. Um good pickup. Yeah, it was like four hundred and sixty bucks or something. Oh, so nice. Yeah, it's a pretty cool little system. Definitely handy. Um I'm looking forward to trying out Diablo on it soon, Diablo three, which is six years old and is ninety dollars on the Switch which Bargain. kind of I have a, a slight issue with the Nintendo Switch because the the games are super overpriced 
and there's an argument that it's like it's the convenience of being able to play it anyway but like I paid for some games on my Vita that were not fucking ninety dollars. Yeah. You know, like I don't even think Uncharted which came out the no, golden, it was never it was golden abyss or whatever for out. Vita, yeah. Yeah. So and that was like a major franchise for PlayStation and an exclusive for the system and it wasn't yeah. they weren't charging through the ass. Mm-hmm. So but I find that Nintendo Switch games are kind of overpriced. Yeah. So I don't know if I would recommend picking one up yet for like the average Joe unless you've got a fair amount of, you know, leftover cash lying around each week to be able to buy the games because for example like uh, Breath of the Wild that I just mentioned that came out a year ago mm-hmm. and it's still I think $80 on the eShop and it's still wow. $80 in retail right Wow. whereas Red Dead Redemption 2 which is arguably the best game of all time arguably well it's like up there yeah. like yeah. upper yeah. echelons mm-hmm. genre redefining and it's Rockstar and it's Rockstar, yeah. was like $69 on launch day. That's right. At JB Hi-Fi. So, Unless you were me and you got it yeah. for 48 And then, yeah. yeah. Like, mm. exactly, you paid 48 bucks for it on launch day. Mm. Whereas, a year later, Nintendo exclusives are still fucking charging through the arse. Yeah, which that's right. It kind of makes me think like, sure, you want to sell to the people who have a Switch, but maybe if your game prices were slightly lower you might encourage more people to fucking buy a Switch and yeah, get the right. games. Exactly. Yeah. Not that, I don't know how many parents out there go, like their kids go, buy me a fucking Switch. Anyway. They, there's probably, you know, and then they, they actually go out and research and go, oh, well, the games are a little bit expensive. So how about I just buy you an Xbox One X? Yeah. Which is a, similar a way pricing. more powerful system. Yeah. Probably an extra hundred bucks for the system or something, but you can get Red Dead for $70. Exactly. Yeah, eight-year-old yeah. kid. So shut That's up. That's right, yeah. Um, kids. Anyway, enough about the Switch. <laughs> Switch games is what I want to talk about. Yeah. Actually, before you do that, I just want to tell you about a bargain that I got last week as well. Yeah. Um, I got Charlie a Xbox, my son, yeah. for an early Christmas present. Got him an Xbox. Um, and he asked for Overwatch. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, it's been out for two years. He already has two accounts on the PC. And I already own it six times, but I'll have a look into it. Um, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, you get a frequent buyer's reward for that or something? I should get a shitload of loot boxes. Um, but I jumped onto Amazon because that's where I got uh, Red Dead Redemption so cheap. Yeah. And they had, somehow, they had Overwatch for $6. What? Like it was $6.73 for, for, for Xbox. No and shit. I'm like, wow, that's really bizarre, but I'll get it. And yeah, then it, like, it was saying that it would take fucking ages to ship it and all this kind of stuff. Um, and I was like, yeah, whatever. It can be like a Christmas present, so that's all good. Um, so I purchased it, and um, it arrived within like a week and a bit. So within two days, it had gone back up to seventy nine bucks. So somehow I jumped in and I got it real cheap, and I was pretty stoked with that. So great game on a decent console so he'll uh, he'll hopefully get a fair bit out of it yeah it's a pretty sweet game was it on sale for PS4 as well or just Xbox no just Xbox so I figure it was it. probably a mistake that's yeah. yeah well yeah that's a shitty mistake because I also want it for six bucks <laughs> but anyway worth it for six bucks yeah that's a bargain sure. that's a bargain yeah. and if anyone else wants that deal too bad. Yeah, too <laughs> it's late. It's probably gone. Yeah, it was gone. Yeah, <laughs> We're just telling good. you how lucky we are for being amazing. Yeah. Um, 
So, the Switch. I got a Switch, and um, I've already got a bunch of games. Um, and one of the games that I got, uh, because obviously two kids at home, Tyler's six, but he's a really big Paw Patrol fan. I think he's yep. probably slightly too old for Paw Patrol now. Possibly, yeah. But um, he still really likes it. And there's a new Paw Patrol game called Paw Patrol on a Roll. So, uh, yeah, go. I thought, fuck it, try that out. Um, so, it's a licensed game, so I set my expectations pretty low, and it's a game about a show that's for like three to five-year-olds, I'd say, probably. Yeah, good So, um, set my expectations slightly lower again. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, so it's developed by an Australian developer, which is great. Extra work for Australian game developers yeah. is good. Woo-hoo. But the problem with it is that it's a, um, it's kind of one of those dime a dozen licensed games. So it's a side-scrolling platformer where each level is basically exactly the same. So, for example, the first four levels of the game are like, save the fucking rabbits, and then save the eagle, and then save the whatever other animal. Yeah. And... The way that they work is, I think there's like eight dogs in the Paw Patrol team. Or My kids are too old for this yeah. show. So you'll yeah. start as one of the dogs and they have certain abilities, but mostly you're just running and jumping. Like running okay. as this game scrolls to the side. Yeah. Running, 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 jump. You're collecting these little dog biscuits. Um, there's 200 dog biscuits per level and there's five golden Paw Patrol badges per level. So this is like an attempt to have replayability. Yeah. Except that the extent of the being able to miss them is at several places in each level. It'll be, you go, you jump up onto platforms. So there's two levels. There's a lower level and an upper level. Okay. And if you stick to the upper level and don't backtrack, you'll miss a couple. Yeah. So all you do is you get them and then you jump back down and get the others and keep uh, going. Okay. So you can go backwards as well. Yeah. 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 So okay. it's not uh, particularly advanced. Or inspired I don't in think way. it's supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's actually really annoying because it's probably great for children. Mm. I don't know. But um, it's it has... If you're a parent sitting watching your kid playing it, you're probably going to want to smash the Switch. Because... Or your kid... For example, uh, the main menu, right? It has three options. Oh. It's like missions, badges, which are just like telling you if you've unlocked things. Like, okay. oh, you got five golden Paw Patrol badges on a level. Yeah. You know, shit like that. But if you go back and forth between the options, it's like badges, missions, badges, missions, <laughs> badges. And then yeah. in the levels, it'll be like, press X to jump or press A or B or whatever the fuck Nintendo Switch controls are. <laughs> I'm still learning, yep. guys. I haven't Fair had enough. a Nintendo since Nintendo 64, right? Give me a break. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I'm supposed to know. I'm supposed to know this shit. But anyway, so it's not exactly a uh, particularly advanced uh, game. Um, probably good for really young children, but it's generally one of those just uninspired um, licensed games. Yeah. Uh, and since it's on Switch, it's probably expensive. I think it's also on PS4 mm. uh, and maybe a couple of other systems. But yeah. I give that a two out of solid two out of five oh, as well. There you go. So it's as good as WWE two K nineteen. Yeah. So you got choices now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So one of the other games I've been playing on Switch is Lego Harry Potter Collection, which I actually already played 
uh, I played one of the because originally Lego Harry Potter came out fucking ten years ago. Lego yeah. Harry Potter, and it came out as two different games. It yeah. was I think years one to four, and then five to seven, or yeah, I'm pretty sure something like yeah. that. Um, and I played both of them on the Vita when I had it, which the Lego games on a handheld are fucking great. Yeah, they were all, um, the DS and Vita versions were always slightly different to the console versions, mm-hmm. just because of the lower power. Yeah, but um, the PS4 remaster is like I think it was a PS3 game when it came out so it it's been, a yeah. remaster of that yeah. and then the Switch port and Xbox One port which have just come out so the PS4 remaster came out a little while ago they've just brought out the Harry Potter collection for Switch and Xbox One and uh, it's that PS4 vi- version so it's basically a port of a port oh okay but um, wow. you know in 10 years Lego games they've changed slightly in a few ways but they're still pretty much the same. Style well, they don't come out as regularly now that they used to because they they brought out like five or six different yeah. Lego franchises within a very small amount yeah. of time. They're still pretty regularly new ones. Like for example, um, Lego DC Supervillains came out a couple yeah, of weeks true. ago, that which was yeah. um, another big one that I'll talk about a little bit later once I get a bit more time into it. Yeah. Um, or just on the next episode that we record immediately after this one. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, so I played the Harry Potter Lego games on the feeder and I also played the PS4 version. And um, yeah, the solid games, obviously Lego games. If you've played a Lego game, you know what it's all about. Yeah. The Switch games, um, the, that's the benefit of the Switch, I suppose, where I was saying that the Vita and the DS versions were slightly different. Um the Switch is the PS4 version on a fucking handheld. Mm-hmm. The same with Lego DC Super Villains. It's the same game that you'd play on one of the more powerful consoles, but except you're playing it on a handheld as well yeah, as cool. being able to play it on TV. Um, so, yeah, if you haven't played them, it's a good chance to check them out um, mm. and revisit the world of Harry Potter if you're into it on Xbox and on the Switch. So that's probably... Um, Good go. Yeah, I'll give that like a three and a half out of five. I really enjoyed it on the Vita and I'm looking forward to playing more of it again on the Switch, on the handheld. Because like I said, the Lego games are really perfect for handheld because they're they're not exactly um, brain busters. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some challenging puzzles in them, but for the most part, you can just run around and collect studs and fucking have a good time with the characters. to bricks. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a good game for that. But um, you know what? I reckon we should talk about the fucking gigantic ancient Greek elephant that's in the room. Ah, oh. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Unless you've got something else to talk about. Um, I guess if anything, just maybe touching on uh, uh, Starlink Battle for Atlas. Oh yes, yes, um, yes. We did the get new... sent a, v- a review copy of that, which astounded me because before we go into the review, this is a game that kind of when it first was announced I thought they were sort of marketing it as a com- competitor I suppose to Spyro and Disney uh, sorry Skylanders yeah and Disney Infinity and stuff like that so it's one of those games where you have the physical toys that then basically you get a ship and a pilot mm. and you can modify your ship's guns yeah you can or like Lego dimensions so you can change the ship and, and it changes in the game. So if you put yeah, rockets you on it, it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought, yeah, that's really cool. 
and then they released a version because they wanted it to be playable on the Switch. Yeah. And they wanted people to not have to lug around. Like, if you've seen the toys, they're quite fucking big. They are, yeah. Um, they cost 50 bucks each, so mm-hmm. they'd want to be. I've got to say that. Um, yeah, so they made a version. They basically made it so you can play the entire game digitally without needing to buy the toys. Yeah. Which almost defeats the fucking purpose of it. It does, right? Yeah. I mean, apart from the fact that you don't get to have the cool toys. I mean, they're reasonably cool looking. I haven't seen any out of the packet. on that, the thing that actually, for me, like going on the the Lego equivalent. Yeah. The Lego, like cost of buying something physical was less. Yeah. You know, you could go out and buy a pack for 20 bucks. Yeah. That only had like two little characters or something. Yeah. But you could import them into the game. Or you could buy... For I think thirty nine bucks it yeah, was. Yeah, one of the level packs or something. Yeah, which had like a you know a Lego car and then a Lego character and you know yeah. a few bits and pieces. And a whole new sort of story expansion. Yeah, but the beauty of that was that Lego holds so many patents on things. Well, not patents, but they hold so many licenses yeah. on some pretty massive kind of names in entertainment. Yeah. Um, like fucking Ghostbusters and The Simpsons yeah, and, and Batman like, and all ba- that like kind all of stuff. this kind of shit that you know they could actually sell and parents would go okay well it's Lego so they have to build it yeah they can't just grab it and put it into the game they've got to build the, that character yeah put it into the game and it's then things like Homer running around you know with his donut truck and stuff yeah. like that like it's things that recognizable yeah like you can actually like watch your children or yourself play these games and go I remember that from the show like that's a real thing with this there's no connection it's a brand new IP with no connection to anything which makes it tough I suppose the the Switch version has Star Fox as a character which is a classic Nintendo franchise I guess but um, apart from that I've played the game a bit and we, we got sent a review copy of it we didn't get any physical stuff so that's yeah, fine we got the this digital will, one which this will be that's what that. yeah that's what surprised me because the version that we got was like the deluxe edition or whatever which had it came with all of the ships and all of the pilots so I was yeah. like I was looking at the price of that and it's some amount on digital which is basically fucking ridiculously less than buying all of that yeah. shit physically Exactly. Which makes me wonder who the fuck's buying this game digitally, uh, physically. Physically and getting all the extra bits. And waiting for more to come out so they can upgrade and stuff like that. Um, Or have their kids break fucking $50 plane. Exactly. Um, To be honest, I've... You know, the unfortunate part is that it came out mid-October. Yeah, um, where there's a fair amount of other big titles. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, you know, Call of Duty, I think, came out the same day. Yeah. So, big competition. Yeah. Um, Odyssey had only just come out. Everyone's waiting Red for Dead Red was Dead. like a week later. Yeah. Um, so, it's a tough time to be releasing a game. Yeah. But, I, I tried to give it a go. Um, my youngest son, Ollie, he's 10. Yeah. He played a fair bit of it and actually quite enjoyed a right lot of it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't had a chance to really give it a go. It's... Um, I don't know, extremely repetitive to me. Yeah. Like, there is no... 
like you got to go around you got to go to different planets and collect different things and you've got to upgrade your in that home way bases in that way of going from planet to planet is it like no man's sky no man's sky kind of or like obviously not similar. on such a scale similar but i think the good thing that they did apart from the no man's sky is that the planets seem to be more um architected yeah, you know, like they're not just randomly generated out of six different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you which go you to can different do if planets. You have less planets, which yeah, they that's obviously right. Do. Yeah. So you'll go to a planet, and there's certain things you've got to try and do, like um, yeah, you've got to go and find all the the you know native animals to the planet, or you know, there's certain types of materials or elements to certain planets yeah. that you can collect, which will actually you know be good for making certain things yeah um you get sent on missions on each planet by there's like a, a person that looks after an outpost for instance yeah and they'll be like oh we need some more of this material so go out and find it for us and yeah. then you just kind of fly around and it's almost like um when you're on a planet you do have the ability to fly and go out into in, like outer space or you can just kind of scoot around yeah in a lot of the cases in that, it reminded me of, um, uh, which is probably not a great thing to be reminded of, but um, Star Wars Episode One, yeah, with the with those um, pod races, pod racing, yeah, yeah, it was very similar to that. Like the the ships are a lot better, and you've yeah. got enemies, you've got to fight, and all that kind of shit. But it was very much pod racing, like you're a meter off the ground most uh, of the yeah. time, and you're just zipping around. Um, yeah. You run into shit, doesn't seem to do any damage. That's good. Um, yeah, which is... <laughs> well, it's you know, not breaking your physical thing. toy, so it can't That's relate true. into yeah. the game. That'd be interesting if they did that. I remember your toy those, just breaks on your crash. Remember those like, little um, toys, like the car toys, where you'd bang them into things and like the, the thing would flip over and it'd be broken? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd have like, a broken windscreen and shit like that. That yeah. would be kind of cool if that happened. <laughs> like, why if it they just got had that? a thing yeah. in it where if you crashed it enough to fully break it the toy just burst into flames awesome (laughs) and a little bit of smoke little kids like oh mum my oh my hand my hand (laughs) that sounds like a great idea can I have another 50 bucks (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly I mean there there are some positives to this like it it does have it sounds like a good game for like a completionist who likes to go and explore and do shit you'd have a huge time like a long long time of you know trying to complete it that's good Um, value for money the the flying was fairly smooth which was good yeah um the voice acting was like of all the different uh outposts kind of people yeah was kind of stupid you know <laughs> i found it really childish in a yeah, lot of ways yeah. um but it's a game for kids so maybe well i don't know if it if it is fully aimed at kids like it's yeah. a bit of both oh, like yeah. it has the ability yes kids can play it and have fun yeah. there's you know weird kind of creature animals you got to fight against but there is a little bit of strategy in it as well like um on certain planets and at certain parts of planets there'll be enemies that are resistant to fire kind of damage yeah. so you can't have just fire damage in yeah. your cannons and that's all that your kind classic of fucking skylanders move yeah where it's yeah. like oh put a different thing on the fucking tell on that's the portal right. it's resistant to yeah. that so to you've got to you got to encourage upgrade. you to buy new shit yeah yeah, um, classic. All, all up, you know, from from how much I watched Ollie playing it to how much I played of it, which is a couple of hours. 
I found it quite boring very quickly, yeah. very repetitive. I didn't see the reason for half the shit I was doing anything. Um, I'd probably give that a a solid two and a half, maybe two a and three. Half. Brutal. Maybe a three. If, three. Uh, yeah. Call it a three. All right. <laughs> I'll give it a go as well. Once I'm finished, Red Dead and Assassin's Creed, which I've. I think I got like 70 hours into Assassin's Creed and I'm at like 40% completion. Wow. I think probably once I really focus on the story, I'll smash into it. But yeah, yeah. I haven't had a chance to give Starlink a real mm. good go because... You do like dicking around in open world games. Yeah, though, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah, getting um, sidetracked. Yeah, exactly. Which has happened in Red Dead a lot as well. But since yes. we're talking about Assassin's Creed, let's fucking get straight into it. Um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It's uh, it's very similar to Assassin's Creed Origins, which came out I think last year or the, yeah. yeah last year yeah. It's like weird because they were talking about like oh we're we not breaks. gonna yeah we're gonna mm-hmm. have more of a break between the yep. games. It's also weird because this game is set before Origins, so Assassin's Creed Origins was called that because it was the origin of the fucking Assassin's Brotherhood, where the first assassins got together and decided to fight against. The Order of the Ancients, which was basically what the Templar Order was called before they became the Templars. Okay. Right? Yeah. Now, this one is set several thousands of years before that, I think, or at least it's it's a fair while before. And uh, it's set in ancient Greece. The map is fucking massive. I mean, Origins had a big map, but a lot of it was just desert. This one is like four times bigger than the Origins map. A vast amount of the map is water, like oceans and stuff. So there's a lot of ocean fighting. Yeah, yeah. So it brings back ship fighting, which is awesome because Black Flag was an incredibly fun game to play. And the ship fighting in that, the ship battles and whatnot were really cool. Mm -hmm. And then they sort of dialed it back after that. Um, Origins had a little bit of it, but it was only in sort of set... Like, you'd be going in the story and it'd be like, oh, let me tell you a story about this, the female character, Aya, or whatever her fucking name was. It's like, oh, and then it would cut to her in a ship doing a ship battle and then it would cut back. Oh, okay, yep. Whereas (laughs) now it's a return to that whole entire open world ship battle situation where you are sailing from island to island because obviously it's Greece. So there's a shit ton of different islands to visit. Yep. Um, And yeah, the ship battles... It's just something that they do really well mm-hmm. at Ubisoft, which is what makes me excited for that. What's it called? The one that's coming out soon, Skull and Bones. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is yeah, a, which basically really just spoke about at the last E3. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. basically Assassin's Creed's fucking ship battles. Yeah, but entirely focused on that. But anyway, um, so it's set before Origins, which makes it weird because we're not we haven't talked about the Assassin's Brotherhood yet. And at no point in the game do they even mention the Assassin's Brotherhood because it doesn't exist. The Fair only enough. time that it gets mentioned is in the real world parts because obviously it's an Assassin's Creed game. So, back. Yeah. so occasionally at the end of a chapter or whatever, you'll wake up from your animus and be like, hey, fuckers, we're assassins. Mm-hmm. And then you go back in. But it's interesting because it's telling... It's still... there's So there's not assassins. Basically... In Assassin's Creed, the story is about the precursors and the whole history of the world. And it's this alternate history where this other race lived on Earth. 
and enslaved humans and then eventually the humans stole the pieces of Eden which are the relics that you find in the game yeah. and used them to rise up against the um, first people or whatever the fuck it is mm-hmm. and eventually wiped them out um, so that's what the real story of the Assassin's Creed games are and mm-hmm. this one fits in like you might look at it and go wow that's before Origins how the fuck is that even an Assassin's yeah. Creed game yeah. it's an Assassin's Creed game because it tells more stuff about the precursors because um, the Greek ancient Greece played an important role in all of that yeah, shit okay, going yeah. down yeah. so the overarching story in the Assassin's Creed games is really fucking complex mm. and there's YouTube videos where you can watch entire breakdowns of it of course yeah. um but yeah, so that's how this game fits in. So yeah, it's it's linked to the rest of the game, the rest of the games because of the precursor shit. Um, one of the standout things in this game is that you get to so in Assassin's Creed Syndicate, it had the male and female assassins. Yep. And this one, you get to pick whether you want to be Cassandra or Alexia or Alexius or. Okay. I'd pick to play as Cassandra. Alex. Yeah. Yep. So I didn't play as him, so I can't even remember his name. Fair enough. But you run into him occasionally in the game, and the voice acting on that guy is fucking bad. Wow. So I'm glad I picked Cassandra. Yeah, good but she's just an interesting character. But the thing about it is, is that the entire story is the exact, exactly the same, whether you choose the guy or the chick. The only difference wow. is they're like, hey, Cassandra, or hey, Alexios. Mm, or, that's weird. he's a fucking person or she's a person like you every basically all of the shit's the same yeah um they're continuing the rpg trend that origin sort of moved into so there's a lot of uh dialogue choices in the game mm-hmm. and they put a bit of weight on it saying like oh are these gonna matter and some of them do matter and but a whole lot of them don't mean shit yeah they also added in romances which people always love in rpgs after mass effect basically yeah. kicked it all off mm-hmm. um the only problem is that they're all like you'll be in a conversation or have a dialogue option that has a heart oh, and you okay. say that and it'll make you fuck them basically yeah cool but there's no Just lasting like real life yeah Whereas yeah. in Mass Effect, if you had a relationship with someone and then you went and had a relationship with someone else, like you fucked someone else, yeah. and you go back, they're like, fuck you. Yeah. Whereas in this, it's there's no lasting effect from any of the romance stuff, so it's That's kind weird. of pointless. It's mm. just a weak addition to the game, which yeah. is kind of disappointing, not that I really give a shit about that at all. Um, <laughs> it's cool being in ancient Greece because it's such a rich world, the yeah. ancient Greek. Exactly. You know, they've mm-hmm. got... Um, you obviously there's Leonidas so it's set I think kind of at the beginning of the Peloponnesian War or the first Peloponnesian War I think which was Greece versus Sparta yep Um, and Leonidas the main dude from 300 Mm -hmm. he's sort of the opening scene spoiler alert the opening scene of the game is you doing that 300 battle cool because it introduces Leonidas and like he's a you know, famous person he that we is know. He's Sparta. Yeah. yeah. So we all know who the fuck that guy is. So yeah. that's cool. That's, you know, you can be Thanks like, Thanks oh, to yeah. the movies for wrecking yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I know that guy. And Socrates as well, the famous Oh, the Greek. guy that made the socks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Famous Greek um, philosopher. No, he's, um, isn't he the one that comes back in Bill and Ted? Yeah. 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 Socrates. Socrates. Yeah. <laughs> I, the first time I met him in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I was like, that's not what Socrates looks like. <laughs> 
Wears his white beard and robe. Yeah, exactly. Why does he have hair? <laughs> so this is my friend, Socrates. <laughs> Not so, only. So that's cool. So there's Bill and Ted references, which is awesome. Yeah, cool. I'm glad they put those in. It'd be boring otherwise. Yeah. So, but there's also mythical beasts. So there's other famous Greek people that you may or may not recognize depending on how much you know about greek history yeah but there's also is the god of war in it um there's mention there's like a sort of semi-cult of people who follow aries wow. and they paint themselves white like with white face yep. paint and stuff and um i think there was a cave that i went to that was called the cave of kratos which wow. was interesting but yeah. there's no like because that's really weird like yeah. i wonder how they would do that because there's yeah. like a real like copyright on that shit. <laughs> I assume. Yeah. You know, right? Can you copyright a so, god? I don't, I don't fucking know. know maybe anymore. it's just a. Um, yeah. uh, they're just maybe it's just an Easter egg or something. I don't know. But it's interesting because I went in that cave and I was like, when the fuck am I going to run into yeah, Kratos, Kratos as yeah. like an Easter egg or his son? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? But anyway. Um, yeah. No, he so, was in Norse when he had his son. No, yeah, yeah. The same. I, yeah. I don't You're all so. fucking mixed yeah, up. Over, There's also mythical beasts from ancient. Greek mythology like the Minotaur mm-hmm. and Medusa and several other ones that are like side quests for you to go and beat them and they're all tied in with the whole precursor technology and pieces of Eden and all that shit which is a cool way of linking it in because in yeah. Assassin's Creed or, or, uh, Origins you got to fight the Egyptian gods as they were like a, like a hallucination or something it was really weird and kind of out of place so mm-hmm. at least this makes it seem like there's a reason for them yeah, to fucking be there. Yeah, which um, is good. Yeah, the map, like I said, is way bigger. The problem is that they filled it, like it's full of stuff to do. And a whole shitload of that stuff is really repetitive side quests. Or, um, so for example, there's side quests that matter, that have a little, the symbol on the map is a diamond that's got a gold border, I think. Okay. And if it's a white border then it's like a non-important quest. Yep. But the problem is, if you're a completionist, you'll see a quest, go You still do have it. to do it. Yeah. And some of the quests can be like, hey, can you deliver this thing? And you go, yeah, no worries. And then you just walk 100 meters and the quest's finished. Wow. So it's... And they're like, oh, thanks for that mercenary, because you're a mercenary. forgot to mention yeah. that. They're like, thanks, mercenary. Here's the money for your task that you just did. Which always makes me be like, that's weird, because that person just told me to deliver this thing to you. <laughs> And you're the one paying me, like you yeah, don't exactly. You imagine if someone rocked up at your house and was like, "Here's your thing," and you're like, "Who the fuck sent this?" Yeah, exactly. And they're like, "So, pay me." You're like, mm. "What?" Happens on email a lot. Yeah, give us six hundred bucks and we'll release the ten million. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's weird. I don't fall for that um, shit in real life. But yeah, so there's a lot of really weird, shitty side quests in it, which kind of take away from the game. But um, yeah. One of the, probably my biggest issue with the game is that it's really poorly optimized, which is always an issue, I guess, in really large games yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you think a company like Ubisoft is going to put the effort into quality assurance. Um, you would hope so. I know from talking to Carl and several other people who have Xbox One Xs that it runs really well on the Xbox One X, Okay, which is great because that system's very... Well powered, it's a high powered Mm -hmm. system, rah rah rah. But if you're going to release a game on all systems, it needs to run on all systems. On the PS4, which is what I've been playing, um, I've noticed, although the game's fucking beautiful to look at, 
I've noticed, um, well, I've had it crash a couple of times. I've had it where you go into a fort and there's a lot of enemies that you fight. It's mm-hmm. fine when you're in stealth, but if you get discovered and they all turn on you, I've had the game slow down to literally like th- one frame per second. Wow. Where I like take a step and then it freezes and then I take another step and it freezes. Yeah, that's not good. Which is just, it's basically unplayable at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and just frame rate drops throughout the game, stuttering pauses when you're running a long distance because it's one of those games which all open world games do this now where there's no load there's no screens. Loads, yeah. So mm-hmm. you're running and it's constantly loading as you're yeah. running so that you don't have to see a load screen. Which is good. And I've found this actually in Red Dead a couple of times as well which is weird because they are all about quality assurance. Yeah, that's right. I've noticed a couple of times in Red Dead, but fucking heaps in Assassin's Creed, I'll be running and then it'll just freeze yep. for like 30 seconds and then I'll get oh, to play wow, again. Like buffering. I haven't had it that long mm. in Red Dead, but yeah, never. there's also load screens in Assassin's Creed when you go into different areas and when you fast travel and shit and the load screens take fucking ages. Mm, which wow. is super disappointing. So on a, from a technical standpoint, I think Assassin's Creed is really disappointing in that way, mm-hmm. uh, especially in comparison to Origins, which was really fucking good and worked, you know? Um, so it's super disappointing, despite the game being huge and having really yeah. interesting places and characters for you to go to and mm-hmm. meet. Um, those things really take away from it, the technical side, because... It just takes you out of the game. It does, yeah. And it's very annoying when that happens because you'd normally... It's like you said, there's other characters, things are happening. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, it yeah. all of a sudden really does pull you out of it. Yeah. And that's the time when you want to be mm. in it as much well, as possible. Especially in Assassin's Creed, like big battles against lots of other people. Yeah. Um, are like one of the things... W- one of the side sort of things that you get dragged away from the main story with. Yeah. Especially forts when you're like, oh, fuck doing stealth on this. I'm just going to attack yeah, them and fight nuts. them all. Mm-hmm. And then you do that and then you get that freezing every second. Mm-hmm. It just makes you go, why the fuck am I bothering with this? Exactly. Um, but having said that, there's other battles with heaps of people because one of the new systems in Assassin's Creed Odyssey is that every region is either controlled by Athens or Sparta, right? Okay, yep. And then, based on doing side shit around that area, like uh, you can burn war supplies of the nation that's in charge, you can find the leader of the region and kill him, yep. you can find the stronghold with the uh, box, basically, that stores all the money for all the soldiers, oh, okay, and you yeah, rob yeah. that, and they slowly lose their grip on the yeah. area... And then once it gets to a certain point, it unlocks a battle and you can choose to either side with Athens or Sparta. So if Sparta was in charge of that area and you've just fucking assassinated half their dudes, because yeah. every time you kill one of their soldiers, their power drops a little bit as well. It weakens. Yep. So you could, Sparta could be in charge. You could just annihilate all of their war supplies and everything. Mm-hmm. And then it goes, okay, battle. And then you can side with Sparta because you're a mercenary. So you can be like, I'll help you fight and defend the nation. Yeah. And so then you defend it. It's easier if you're defend if you're defending mm-hmm. because you already have. You know, it's like just part of the system of the invading army has a more difficult time. Yeah. But enough. you get a better reward yep. if you side with the invading army. 
mm-hmm. and then it's like a big open space with hundreds of dudes fighting each other and you just have to try and kill as many soldiers and captains as you can in that time which is fucking epic yeah it's just a okay. massive battle that you just yeah. run in and randomly are just taking out dudes there's people fighting all around you mm-hmm. and stuff like that um, there's a bunch of abilities that you can get so obviously Origins had s- some abilities including the Predator shot which is like a you zoom in with your like a sniper with your bow and arrow yep. and then you can control the arrow as that's well that's right I remember that yeah, yeah. so yeah. they put that in as well and by the way I've leveled up all the abilities to do with that yep. and I've got a bow that has also so for example it's got all the inventory and equipment stuff that was in Origins as well so you'll get you might get a bow that increases your hunter damage which is your bow and arrow damage by yep. 15% or whatever so I've got all of that stuff sort of focused on using that predator shot. Yep. And the fucking thing does like a hundred times more damage than my <laughs> sword does when I sneak wow. up and stab someone. <laughs> so I just Stand take people and out take from them out. miles away and I just wipe out entire yeah. forts and stuff without nice. ever getting close to anything. Yeah. Which is a bit overpowered. It's fun to do, but you're also like, why would I bother going exactly. up and fighting hand to hand? Yeah. But I found that a lot of the abilities are pointless. There's certain things where I just look at it and go, there's no point in putting points in that. Yeah. Because you only get up to level 50 mm-hmm. and you get one ability point per level. But there's more... Uh, each ability can be leveled up three times and there's more abilities than there are levels that you will get. So well, you'll, okay. yeah. you can't, so you you can't get everything. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, you can just reset it at any time and redo your, all your points. Oh, that's pretty cool. Which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the inventory thing, it's kind of... It's cool in terms of comparing it to like Destiny and shit where the focus is on loot and getting new weapons and stuff. But it also has the same problem that Destiny has where like not very long into the game, you start getting legendary stuff. So there's like rare, epic and legendary okay, yep. or whatever. Yep you'll start getting legendary stuff and then you'll be like, I don't need any of this other crap anymore. And your pack starts filling up with shit. As they do. Yeah. Luckily, you can either sell it for money, which I don't need to do anymore. I've got more money than I know what to fucking do with. Yeah. So the economy's kind of broken in that way. Yeah, basically. Do they have that? Um, It's Greece, so they should. You know, you can have orgies, I think. Sweet. But anyway. Throw um, a couple of them. Yeah. Have a few of those. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? I don't know. The money. Hook is an orgy. Um, yeah. The loot. Oh, you can sell it. So you can sell the stuff, but you can also break it down and dismantle it into resources, which are timber, stone, metal, yeah. fucking the usual story. Mm-hmm. You can use them to upgrade your ship, which is really cool because ship battles are a massive part of the game. Yep. Or you can use them, and this is where it's cool, you can use them to upgrade your weapons. So if you have a level 20 sword... that's really cool and has effects on it that suit your gameplay style but you're level 35 you're not going to be using that sword because you'll deal fuck all damage you can use resources and money to upgrade that to your current level oh cool so say it's got plus 5% hunter damage and then you'll level it up and it'll it'll add it up sort of along with what it would be if it was a level 30 weapon so it might be you know 10% extra hunter damage now you can also put engravings on them which give them an extra type of sort of bonus 
So that's really cool because if you get a set of legendary equipment really early on, which mm. you probably won't, but if you do, yeah. you know, you might really like it and it suits the gameplay style. That so you, you can do. keep it and level yeah, it up. Yeah, you can keep it the whole way through. Yeah, that's a good idea. Which is yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's just more of the RPG side of what they're kind of focusing on. Um, there's plenty more to Assassin's Creed Odyssey, obviously. We've talked about it for, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes now. Yeah. And... I could keep going for fucking ever. Of course. It's massive. There's heaps of stuff to do in it. Um, but basically, you know, it's needless to say that the game's massive. There's, it's full of things to do and discover. It's beautiful. Like, fucking beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, I was comparing it to Red Dead Redemption. Obviously, Red Dead's on a whole other level. But yeah. there's certain things in Assassin's Creed that stand out beyond what Red Dead does. Not very many. Yep. But, but there are times where you it's go, a wow. really because yeah. it's such a full world. Mm-hmm. Red Dead's very sparse. It is, and Assassin's Creed is it's the Greek islands, so it's beautiful and the yeah. ocean. There's a lot of focus on the ocean and waves and stuff like that. That's cool. So it's a really beautiful game to play, um, uh, but most importantly, it's super fun. Assassin's Creed games are really fun to play, and this is and no, they've kept that, which yeah, is good, except for yeah. when the game freezes up on yeah, you, which exactly. is fucking shit. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the technical issues drag it down a bit, but overall I'd say it's definitely worth getting. And I'd give it a four and a half out of five. Four and a half out of five. That's that's it's pretty, pretty good then. I was tossing yeah. up four or four and a half, but it uh, is the technical solid. issues are bad, but yeah. like if they were not there, that would be a five and out of five game. It is a, an Assassin's Creed game, so hopefully they'll fix those if they yeah. can. They'll well, do what, they've yeah. got this whole fucking roadmap of support post-launch support which is, which is what ubisoft yeah. are doing these days with everything so hopefully so, a part of that is fixing these little yeah, things yeah. if they can maybe they've pushed the old consoles too far i don't think so because like i said i've been playing red dead redemption yeah and i don't have it doesn't the same, have the same kind of shit yeah. and yeah. origins was so much far away better in terms of technical yeah optimization that i think maybe they were just trying to fit so much in and they just were pushing away that optimization yeah. for like, oh, we'll do it tomorrow, we'll do it tomorrow. And then eventually the game had to come out. Yeah. So I think they will patch it because mm. they definitely seem to be focused on... Which is great. ...on uh, so post-launch support. Four and a half is pretty solid though, so that's yeah. good. Well, I think we're going to wrap this one up. Yep. We are going to for... jump on to another one very soon. Yeah. So we'll uh, keep our voices in, in good stead. Um Thanks very much for listening. This was episode 134. Yeah, sorry for making you wait so long for it and hopefully you enjoyed the show. Yep, take care until you hear us in your ear hole. Yeah, and maybe like us on Instagram and Facebook. Send us an email at podcast at (laughs) dropbeargaming.com Matt thought he got away with it. (laughs) Just go on Instagram and Facebook, (laughs) seriously. It's 2018, no one fucking emails anymore. Exactly. Or send us a letter. Yeah. No, that's not a thing. You can anymore. do that, I suppose. Yeah, it'll cost you about three bucks in postage, yeah. though, I think. Actually, I sent yeah. a package to Susie, uh, our ex slash. Yeah, she's an yeah. ex drop bag, but she'll always be a drop always. bag. Always. Yeah. Yeah, I sent her some Aussie bits and bobs. Paraphernalia. That she should be receiving in the next day or two. So nice. maybe I'll reveal what those things were. Yeah. You can imagine what does an Australian in America want? But we'll go into that next episode. But thanks for listening and take care. You'll be hearing us in your ear holes soon. See ya.